Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is Corey Willis with PVI, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. This is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Cass from Diesel Doctor of Tennessee, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the number one diesel truck podcast on iTunes. Today we've got Ben Shaddy from Dunright Diesel Performance on the podcast, and he's been a guest before. But today he's going to talk to us about his 7.1 liter Cummins engine. It's in his race truck, his turbo 400 transmission. He's going to give some tips as well on things that he does as far as owning a race truck, driving it, that can limit his downtime. So the less downtime he has, the more time he can spend on other aspects of racing and his business and then we're also going to get into a new venture that he has which is really cool where he's basically able to get newer diesel truck parts and be able to offer them so if you're looking for a low mileage 6.7 cummins engine for a swap a project maybe a spare motor to build they've got it and they can ship anywhere in the country so we're going to go into details about that before we do though there's with the odss it's it's been such a cool race season this year to see the times, the performances, the story all over the country of what these race teams are doing, the tremendous turnout that they're seeing at, at different racetracks. And they've got a couple more events before the end of the year. So coming up on September 13th and 14th is a Hardway Sunshine Showdown. And then they've also got Rudy's Fall Diesel Jam in October. So I want to encourage you guys to go check those out. Make sure and, uh, you know, go to them there the events are so cool because there's there's a bunch of enthusiasts a bunch of people who love diesels just like you do you can meet you know vendors talk with your favorite racers ask questions get ideas for your build so we want to encourage you guys to go do that all right let's get to the podcast with ben and learn more about his race truck ben shaddy welcome back to the diesel podcast i think i think you might have been on the diesel podcast more than any other guest but that's because you do really cool things at racetracks and <laughs> and with trucks in general so it's cool to chat with you again Always glad to be back. I saw, I think, well, this weekend, Shide Diesel Extravaganza definitely dominates the kind of social media um, posts and market and the racing and everything. We saw your truck out there and wanted to ask you what, what it was like, you know, this weekend and obviously racing, you know, how that went. And then, you know, any thoughts that you had from, you know, the show or the crowd or you know, just meeting with other racers and companies? Uh, it went really well, actually. Um, the weather was was textbook, um, which doesn't happen very often at Shide. Um, the you know the sun was out; it wasn't blistering hot like normal. Um, we we had a great time. We ended up in uh, in the runner up position to uh, Team Firepunk took the win, and congratulations to those guys. They were they were really on a rail this weekend. Um, but yeah, it's um, it was a really good event. Um, there was a good turnout on both sides. We went, you know, back and forth from the drag side to the sled pull side. We had some customers pulling over on the on the sled pull side, um, and there, it, this was really the the atmosphere was good. Um, the the weather was great, like I mentioned, and um, I think that anybody who was there was was having a good time. It seemed incredible. I think that event is usually always packed. 
and really exciting and there's a lot of enthusiasts that are there but from you know pictures and things we saw from the show and shine and um in the, in the vendor row area and then of course the racing you know which is what you know everyone wants to see are these trucks go fast or pull you know really well it, it seemed like a, a really cool event and you know i was glued to social media for a while looking at uh, updates and, and things like that but there was one I think you guys posted it on the Dunright um, page, but you're running a Turbo 400 in your race truck, right? Yes, sir. I think we chatted about it a really long time ago, but you've got a few race seasons under it, or you know, at least one. What What are your impressions of the Turbo 400 now that you've got you know some races under your belt with it, and what's it allowing you to do with your truck that maybe some other transmission platforms couldn't? Well, there, it, I mean, it's a very solid platform. It's been around uh, forever, you know, in the gas world. Um, but at just the technology on the Turbo 400, I, I don't know that I'm going to say it's any better than any other transmission platform, but just the extra gadgets and gizmos that, that's already um, invented for the 400, you know, as far as like a, an easy stage um, valve, which allows you to bleed off converter pressure to, increase the stall of the converter um and that that happens on the inside of the transmission and then they have an external dump if you if you choose to run one that does something similar but it drains on the converter return side um here again giving you a couple two three four hundred extra rpm and in, in converter stall so instead of hard parts um dictating all of that you can you can adjust the adjustability through the tune-up or the transmission tune-up is there um Converter technology is 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 by far the most advanced on the 400 platform, um, and just you know, like I said, just hard parts, input shafts, and and we've tested this already. You know, the, um, like we run a Rosler transmission with a Suncoast converter, um, we twisted an input shaft and we took it back to Carl Rosler, and he's like, "What are you guys doing? Like none <laughs> of my 4,000 horsepower Hemi cars are twisting input shafts." So we kind of he kind of thought it was a fluke. At first, and then the very next weekend, uh, Levon and crew um, take their transmission back with an input twisted, and he's like, "You, you diesel guys are amazing. I, I just don't get it. You know, I don't understand <laughs> it, you diesel guys." So we are testing, you know, the limits of the 400 as well, um, and and I think trying to trying to run the diesel engine more of like a gasoline power curve is is something that's going to keep parts alive with diesel transmissions as well. So. Um, but it's it's a really cool platform, um, and you know we're not swapping them out like we used to. We have had some failures, but it's n- nothing been um, like in the past. That's what I was just gonna say. Is the less time you got to spend on the transmission, the more time you can spend either doing other things or racing, or you know there's there's tons of other stuff going on. So it just kind of frees you up a little bit to to focus on other areas. And that and that's exactly it. Not only does it give you an opportunity to um, not work on it all the time, but you know how many times have you been to a diesel event and you see one of the fastest guys there or something that could be putting on an exciting show for the crowd, and he comes up and bumps the beams because he's scared to death to cut it loose with his 48 in it and and have to swap another trans in it. Well, you know guys like myself and Firepunk and and Brian Gray and all these guys that's got these Turbo 400s. Um, we, if we get a buy run, we're going to hit it again because we want to get some more data from the track now. So it's 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 more exciting for us not to have to work on it. Um, we can make you know these 
these test passes in front of fans that you know brings them to the fence. So it's 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 a better deal for the whole industry. I wanted to ask you about the engine as well. What what displacement engine do you have in that truck? Um, currently, right now, it's a seven point one liter. Um, it's not stroked or anything. It's done all through bore, um, and it's still the Hamilton solid block with the aluminum four valve waggler head on it. Nice. I know that. I, I thought I saw that hashtag or I saw something on on Instagram or Facebook. And I'm like, I, I've got to ask him about the engine, and and I know it's been performing really well for you with how well you guys have been doing, you know, with it and keeping the the truck together, and and uh, it's just exciting to see the performance level of what these these race trucks are doing, and and then what you guys learn, and then I'm sure you're able to translate some of it or the principles of it to the guy who brings you your truck and is like, hey, I want to tow better, or I want to. And maybe go to test and tunes or these different things so it doesn't have to be this the, this race truck build because you, you know you've learned lessons there that you can apply back to daily drivers that's, that's exactly it i mean an efficient engine is, is when it makes the most power so um you get guys that come in that want efficiency or to tow which takes efficiency um and sure you might not be running it at its full potential but still an efficient engine is going to get the best mileage, is going to tow the best, is going to perform the best. So it's, it's, everything does translate, even if it's a guy that doesn't care to have all the power that his engine has to offer. Now, what, do you th- what do you think about the new, the new Rams? I know last time we talked about, I think, 2017s, I think, but mm-hmm. I was curious your thoughts on these fifth gens. Um, we have one here. Um, it, it's performing very well. Um, all emissions are still intact on, on our 19. Um, we've done some dynoing here in-house. Um, just last week was a pretty good um, mile marker for us. We took it over. It, went, it made 502 horsepower at the tires, and there are zero modifications other than calibration work done to the truck. So um, obviously we need to get some feedback and get some miles under our belt on to make sure the filter is going to last and, and we're not plugging it up fast, faster than, you know, what factory is, which which is the goal. Um, but without a – we just don't have a ton of time on it yet to, to know um, what the capabilities or, or if it's, the filter is going to live at 500 horse. So um, that's just something we're going to try to get some miles under our belt and and, um, and report back with that later. Is it a, a 2,500 or 3,500? It's a 2,500. It has the 68, so it was the standard output engine. Um, so it's a 24 door short bed truck. I've heard from a few other guys that the, the new 68 RFEs, they feel a bit different than the older ones. Have you noticed that as well? Maybe with shift strategy or the response or just the, the driving impressions of it? In, in the stock form. Yeah. Um, I don't know that it's, I haven't had the pan off of ours yet to know if they've changed any hard parts. Um, but as far as shift strategy, it does it does appear to me that it it tries to stay out of somewhat stay out of the torque, um, which I think is going to help those. But it, and it's not you know it's not a high revving engine by no means, but it's, it does appear that like on tip and throttle and stuff, it's it's going to downshift a little quicker than the previous models. It amazes me how far they've come in ten years. Just the six seven sixteen RF and. And even you know, with the ASIN transmissions, but just what used to be, you know, if you wanted to make over 450 horsepower, you had to do X, Y, Z, where now it's just like the technology and what you guys have seen in the experience that you have, 
you know, in the aftermarket is, is, uh, really making them it make good power you're not having to take anything off of it so you can drive it wherever you want to drive it and you know still be able to tow and and just you know in essence lower the the modification cost as well if, if you're just getting a tune and and you know doing that versus how it used to be done it is cheaper but you're still able to make good power and good torque right and the, you know even i know we haven't touched on it yet but like the interior of the trucks they they really went leaps and bounds on the interior um comfortability um mine's got that the big screen in it which is really intimidating to look at hopefully you'll <laughs> never have to replace that guy but um there's literally everything on the touch screen cargo cam um there's a now there's cameras in the front bumper that that show you the road view if you choose to use that um there's uh, there's probably stuff i haven't even found yet in it and i'm sure but um the the seats are comfortable they they really did a, a bang up job on the interior of the truck i did a, a podcast recently with the guys from complete performance we we're talking about obs trucks and back in the day how ford had probably the nicest interior you know like in the mid 90s and stuff and right i was joking with them but not anymore i mean they're all they're all really nice inside but can't knock the dodge interiors or ram interiors anymore they 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 needed to do something to catch up and and they definitely they knocked it out of the park in my opinion i saw a picture um i think it was from shide or maybe right before it and i love your race truck just the the way it looks the engine everything it's just it's it's really nice and i saw um i think it was in an amsoil booth and we get a ton of questions uh, no matter what topic we cover is you know these trucks are expensive whether they're you know new ones at seventy six thousand dollars or they're older trucks that somebody they love it they love their five nine common rail or their you know lbz or whatever it is and they want to put the best product into that as they can whether it's wheels tires brakes transmission turbo kit injectors but then also fluids and things like that and being that you use it in your race truck you're able to see it under extreme I don't want to say abuse, but extreme conditions with the power and the torque and, and what you're using, you know, where that truck's performing, but then also on your daily drivers. And I wanted you to just share a little bit about like why you guys choose Amsoil motor oils and even other products for your race truck, your business and, and for your customers. Well, the, let's see, we started using Amsoil in, in late 17. Um, and I don't know that we had a lubrication issue. We were just going through a little slump of, of what we thought we were having some engine trouble. Um, so I, I made the change to Amsoil. Um, I, I had another friend of mine in a shop that recommended it. So I'm like, you know, let's let's give it a shot to see um, what's going on, you know, what the buzz is about that. And, uh, and we tried it. And so in 2018... Um, we ran it. We had 83 passes on our engine that made over 2,000 horsepower every pass. And towards the end of the season, Amsoil came down and, and, and watched us take the engine apart. We didn't we didn't take it apart prior and knew what we had. We took it apart in front of cameras, in front of Amsoil, and there there was bearing wear. There there was a couple of the crank bearings were wore out, but rightfully so. They had 83 passes on them. Um, there was no, there was no spun bearings. The cam could be reused. Um, the pistons were in good shape. There were a couple pistons that had some ring land stuff, nothing to do with lubrication, um, but more ring land heat, heat, heat soak or 
or EGT, I think, got to those. Um, and then that's when I knew that AIMS oil was what I was sticking with because I had, had not had that protection in a race engine the whole time I've been involved in this. Um, and, you know, not to mention just the, the loyalty and the help that they have. So any time that we do drain, whether it's our street truck or our race truck, um, we have sample bottles here on hand, and we send everything in. And, and days later, just a day or two later, we get back the full report on that used oil that we sent in for the sample. So they look at ash content, fuel dilution. There's, there's so many things that they research um, that would – it blew my mind when I got the first report back. And I'm just like, wow, that's, you know, that, that tells you the whole – life of your engine is there bearing material is it you know are you are you putting a bunch of fuel past the the piston rings um and the just the protection it, it held up and, and that's what i've i've not had my daily dr driver engine apart um but i have ams oil on it as well i send in samples we get it get all those back and, and it, it'll do the analysis just like if it was a race engine so it's it's protection it's peace of mind and it's cheap you know, I know, I know it looks like, you know, you, you look up AMS oil price and it's twice as the competitor, um, but on, like, the daily driven stuff, we're, we're not just changing. I choose to change mine at five or 6,000 miles just because I'm OCD like that. Yeah. But there are people that send the sample in. They take a little sample and they'll send it in, and AMS will say, keep running it. And they spin a new filter on it, top off the fluid. And there's some guys that went 15, 20, or 20,000 miles. So if you figure that double cost up front, but you got four times the usage, it's a pretty cheap investment, in my opinion. I think it's a, it goes back to the larger theme. Like we even touched on it a little bit with the Turbo 400, and that was you know less time you're spending on the transmission, you can dedicate towards other things. And in the racing world, it's like you know the trucks have a cost. The, the your time and parts and fabrication and and data logging and all that stuff. And then you have travel and, you know, different things all over the country. And the more that you can avoid downtime or avoid failures, no matter what it is, that, that allows you to basically sustain it, to keep it going, to be able to, I guess, limit the stress in a way of, you know, going all over the country and performing. And that's something I've definitely drawn to is, it's not just, you know, the one pass or the one dyno run or the two of them, but like 83 passes. Mm -hmm. And not having to change the transmission in the pits and those sorts of things because it, it's not just you know, for the racers, but then also the crowd. So the more we can see, you know, Ben Shaddy go down the track, we're going to sit there and we're going to go see you again at another place and, and we're going to be more involved. And it's I think it's just such a huge part. And I always like to know, you know what goes into keeping these high performance trucks just you know up and running as much as they can be with the amount of you know power and torque and use that they're they're you know, taking right yeah that's i mean that's a lot of it too i mean and and people get burned out too after a while you know if you're if you're swapping a transmission every round or or you know your engine failed most of the time when the engine blows up it's not what you were doing then it's you know, <laughs> 82 times before then you know so um you know, just the we try to put ourselves in the best position to not have stuff like that fail. And and if it takes spending 
$12 a quart on engine oil, but it gets us all year long, like, sign me up. I'm, I'm ready to spend 12 bucks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I saw something really cool that, that Dunright Diesel Performance is doing with FSR um, Diesel out in Arizona, and I wanted you to, to explain a little bit of that to us and, and our audience of what you guys are collaborating on and, and offering the diesel community. That was something cool we got going on with Mark and Fred out there at FSR. They're in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Um, we put our head together head together about almost a year and a half ago now. And Mark and Fred have been involved in the side-by-side uh, motorcycle um, salvage industry for some time now. And we're like, hey, you know, we know a lot about trucks. You guys know a lot about salvage. Like, let's figure this out. So um, I went and got my Indiana's dismantler's license, which is, is a lengthy task. Um, and now we're offering these. We, we shoot for a low-mile, late-model truck. Um, so they're all OEM parts. And obviously two locations. So if you're on the West Coast and and it's in stock in Phoenix, it's it's going to be to you in in two days or less, or, you know, vice versa here on the East Coast. So um, we're working on our getting our inventory built up, which we have quite a bit to offer now. Um, but just to, we were hoping that the two different locations and, you know, the knowledge that, that Mark and Fred bring to the table on the salvage industry and the knowledge that we have here for the, the trucks. Um, right now we're, we're heavily – in inventoried in, in like the fourth gen Ram trucks. Um, we do have a couple Chevys. I have one L5P and a um, LML here as well. So we're we're going to get heavily involved in the in the Ford and Chevrolet market as well. Um, but right now, I, I would say our our specializes in the fourth gen Ram truck. Um, and you know, with programming being our background, our next step is I'm going to build a bench for these trucks, and we're going to offer modules flashed to the VIN or to the programming you need to keep dealer visits down. So if a guy needs an ECM or a body control module or any a window module, any module that needs factory flashed, um, we're going to program these and send these ready to install. So a guy's not getting his buddy to haul it, you know, with a trailer to the dealership. Once he does get the used module purchased, it's ready to snap in place and go. So that's a, I think that that'll that'll help out quite often, and and we're going to be we're going to strive to be the best pricing as possible. Um, but I I think that we're we're going to be very competitive on that. I'm sure someone's listening right now, and they're like, I need this part for a 2011 <laughs> Ram 2500. What do you guys? If somebody calls you up, what what do you guys have available to to ship them? Um, right now we have about everything. Uh, we shipped three engines last week, and one engine had 2,000 miles on it. Um, out of an 18 Ram. Um, one other cool thing that we're doing is we're not getting your core back. We don't want your core. I don't have place for. I don't even have room for your core. So we're pricing these these engines and transfer missions and transfer cases and everything with no core charge. Um, so if you if you got a core buyer, that that just takes off the cost of the engine you just bought. So what they got me thinking of is swaps and where the guys will want to swap a six seven into some vehicle and it's like you know you can sometimes find them out there but they're high mileage or you know you just you're not really knowing what you're getting but if you can call up and get a 2000 mile 67 ram cummins engine like that's 
it doesn't get any better than that. And you don't have to right. you know, pay core money and return shipping and all that stuff. Right. And, you know, something else we do, we got, we got a kind of a strict process here. So, uh, you know, the truck will come in and the first thing we do is, is get it running. Uh, we get it on jack stands. Uh, we run it through all the gears. And then once all the check, we got a checklist on that. Um, once that's all done, and then it'll go into a different bay to where it gets dismantled. Um, once it's dismantled, all the parts will go into the clean rack, um, or they'll go into the dirty rack to be cleaned. And then once the parts are cleaned, and whether there's, say, if it's a injection pump or, or even an engine, it'll make sure that there's a cover or tape over every hole, you know, so we're not getting parts, dirt and stuff dropped down in the turbo or, um, or something of that nature. And then once everything is cleaned and protected, it gets put in line for the photo booth. Um, and then the photo booth, that, that makes all of our pictures consistent. And when you see our pictures, it's not a picture of a part that you're interested in. It's a picture of the part. They're all authentic pictures, and they're all pictures of the part you're, you're want to buy or you're, it's in the auction. So it's not just a generic picture. It's the picture of the actual piece that you're, you're buying. That is so cool. There's lots of things that I, I want to buy, and I'm like, oh, man, that looks perfect. And then I get, you know, the box or whatever, and I'm like, that didn't look anything like what I saw. Right. You know? Okay. And it, it takes extra time, but I, I'm hoping that's going to separate us from the other guys that are just posting generic pictures. Um, and another thing that we're doing, so if you buy, say, a drive shaft from us or transfer case or anything, you're going to get the hardware. We're not taking these bolts and throwing them in a scrap bin and, and getting – you know, just metal price for them. We're, we're taking these factory bolts, they get put in a baggie, they get labeled what they were, and they get zip-tied to the part that they go with. So inner fender wells come with all the, you know, the tabs and bolts and stuff, the drive shaft bolts, everything. I mean, it's just one less step for us to, to throw something away when, when that could really save the guy's day. Maybe maybe he threw a drive shaft and he broke his bolts. Well, he's got a drive shaft, but he don't have no way to bolt it into his truck. Yeah. That's that's the, all that all the hardware shipping with our parts as well. I think it's a really cool, really cool plan and program that you have because I know there's a lot of hesitation out there. If you need something for your truck and you you might find it for sale, but you don't know, you don't know if that's what you're getting. You don't know if you get this engine, does it even run? Somebody might say it runs. Well, you guys know that it runs. And yeah, we we actually video them. We'll we'll keep them running. Um, we'll take the oil cap off to video any blow by. Um, so if there's ever any questions and on a couple of the engines, the guys have asked for it, and, we're, and we just email them the video, and and they can see it. You know, we'll we'll show the VIN, we'll show it idling and tack, and then we'll come out and, and show them the blow by, you know, the oil cap laying off of it, and it's just kind of a little bit of peace of mind because that's that's the stuff that I would want to see if yeah. I was just seeing this engine. Oh, exactly, that could be excited, it's because I know we do a lot of uh, episodes with you know, swaps or just different things people want to do and they they'll ask like after the episode hey do you know anyone selling this or you know before you and i chatted i'm like well you might find some place online but i don't know you know what what process they have or, or what they're doing to you know get you the most information that you know you guys have so i think that's going to be a big hit for you guys i, I hope so we're, we're putting a lot into it and, and i noticed that when i've looked for you know used parts before i, I just never bought confidently yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping to make to bring that confident back to buying used parts. You know, they are factory, not aftermarket parts. Um, but I'm I know that if I'm ever if I ever feel confident, I, I'm a little quicker to spend money if I know what I'm getting. 
Exactly. Well, it was uh, it's really cool to catch up with you, Ben, and you know, like I said, kind of follow up on some other podcasts we've done in the in the past. I think you had just done the Turbo Four Hundred last time we talked, so to hear you know, what your impressions have been and what it's allowed you to do with your race truck and how you keep it up and running. And then this other really cool, you know, venture you have that there's a big market out there for that. And just, you know, hearing the, the detail and the information that you guys provide, like I said, I'm, I'm sure that'll do very well for you guys. Well, I, I appreciate you having me back. Um, it's always good to hear from you, Patrick. Don't forget, Diesel fans, make sure and check out the last couple races that ODSS has coming up this year. September 13th and 14th is the Hardway Sunshine Showdown, and then October 4th and 5th is Rudy's Fall Diesel Jam. I'm sure they're going to be incredible events, tons of great performances. Make sure and check those out. Till next time, keep the shiny side up.